Good evening. Welcome to Nighttime. I'm Dave Wager, your host, and for the next half hour, hopefully we can talk calmly about life issues. I'm coming to you from the studios here at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. And I do invite you to check out the silverbirchranch.org website and look at the various ministries there that we get to be a part of. I'm thankful to God for the many opportunities he's given to us and encourage you to partner with us to see that the world understands the love of God and responds to him. Often when I teach, I teach young people the importance of knowing where their significance comes from. And tonight I want to talk about that. I want to talk about our significance. Because you and I and every other person that has ever lived in, the, in history has sought to be significant somehow. The trouble with seeking significance is that you can never find it because it's not something that can be found. Significance is actually a gift from God. Not something to pursue, but something that we have as a gift from Almighty God. So if you're pursuing significance, you're probably going to be worn out in life. You'll be looking under all the different rocks and places that you think you can find it, and it won't be there. It might be there temporarily, but it won't be there for very long. You see, there are things in life that satisfy us. A good meal, a good night's rest, perhaps watching a sunset with a cup of coffee or tea or something and enjoying the beauty of nature. Those can be things that are quite enjoyable and they can make us feel significant for the moment. But after I've eaten that good meal, the taste is gone. And I begin to think, well, Maybe I should have another one of those good meals, and before you know it, I tie my significance to whether I'm enjoying good food or not. Now, God certainly has made us so that we can enjoy the temporary to a certain degree. He wants us to enjoy the land filled with milk and honey. He made the milk. He made the honey. He wants us to enjoy it. But we don't find our significance in milk or honey. We don't find our significance in health. Or strength. We don't find our significance in our genetic makeup. We don't find our significance in our health, our wealth, our position in life. We find our significance in the fact that God created us in our mother's womb. He knit us together and made us exactly the way we're supposed to be. Now, there are a lot of believers I talk to that would tell me that they know that God created us and knit us together in our mother's womb, but they don't act as if that's significant. It is significant. So much so that that's the only place to find significance. Those today that are in a wheelchair or those in a nursing home or those that are suffering from something in a hospital, they're significant because circumstances don't bring significance or take away significance. Only God does that. Everywhere that we go, if we're believers and we're in God's family, we can enjoy the significance of being in God's family. 
You see, mercy is what's handed to the new believer. We don't get what we deserve. We don't get the punishment, the separation from God, the separation from each other. We don't get that. Grace is getting more than we deserve. I can travel this earth, and no matter where I go, I can remember the fact that I am a child of the King. That my Heavenly Father commands the oceans. He's the one that can command the weather. He can do anything he wants. He's the most powerful, the only powerful one in the universe. All others must subject themselves to my Father. And I am one he loves. That's grace. And I get to understand that the significance in my life comes from the fact that God Almighty loves me and has a plan for me. That's pretty incredible. We look for significance and security, really, in all the wrong places. And we're miserable because of it. Knowing uh, information might be something we pursue for significance. In fact, I've seen that a lot in churches where it's like, well, what do you know about this person or that person or the gossip that goes on or trying to have information so that you can be the first to share it with somebody else. You're not more or less significant because you know something or don't know something. In fact, I think you're probably more significant if you don't know things you're not supposed to know. I really don't need to know how a corporate executive is making decisions about his business. I don't need to know that. I don't need to know every decision that the church leaders are making about how they're going to plow the snow this winter in Wisconsin. That, that's something I just don't need to know. There are so many things in life that I don't need to know. I, I shouldn't put myself in a position where I feel insignificant if people don't share all the details of their lives with me. There's too many details. There's too many things going on. If I'm trying to be significant from information, I'm going to be a wreck because all I'm trying to do is find out what's going on in everybody else's life. Those people that really crave information, they're probably all over the Internet on social media of some sort. They need to know what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is saying, their new hairstyle, their new look, their relationships, where they went on vacation and how their family looks in their Christmas picture. Significance doesn't come from just information. The trouble is information is something that we like, and when we have somebody in our life, we often share what's going on in our life with the other people. And so when we share that information, we're showing the significance that they are to us. But if I don't share all the details of my life with you, doesn't mean you're not significant. It means that you're not in my family. See, I share differently with people in my family than I do with those outside my family. It's because it's different to be in a family. Significance doesn't come from information. It comes from the fact that God created me, has a plan for me, loves me. And there's no circumstance in this life that can take that away. Significance doesn't come from having money. I'm not somebody who's more significant if I have a lot of money. It's hard because people make you think you're significant when you have a lot of money. When in reality, it's your money that's significant to them. They just want it. They want to somehow get into a position where the money that you have can come to them. It has nothing to do with you. 
If you went poor right away, they would leave. There's no real significance in having money. It's all pretend. Some people think they're significant because of comfort. Comfort doesn't bring significance. It brings you maybe a good night's sleep. Significant people are not those who are always comfortable. And if you seek comfort to try and be significant, you're going to be disappointed. Some people try and be significant by being included in some kind of inclusion. If I'm included in this group or that group, then, then I'll be significant. I think that's what happens with sports fans as they root for their favorite sports team. When the team wins, they say, I'm a fan of theirs. They're trying to be included in all the hoopla that goes on with the win. It's fun to be a part of a winning team. It's fun to be a part of the winning fan base. But inclusion in something isn't what's going to bring us significance. Success at a task is sometimes what we look for to be significant, yet that's temporal too. Significant comes from what we understand, not from what we do. Let me say that again. Significance comes from what we understand, not from what we do. What we do comes from how we define significance. In one way, I'm totally insignificant. In another way, I'm totally significant. If you find your significance in power and authority, you're a tyrant. If you find your significance in wealth, you will use others and be greedy. If you find your significance in comfort, you'll be withdrawn. If you find your significance in what others say and think of you, you will live on social media. If you find your significance in Christ, you'll be a servant. Let me say those few sentences again, if I might. If you find your significance in power and authority, you're a tyrant. If you find your significance in wealth, you'll be used by others and be greedy. If you find your significance in comfort, you'll be withdrawn. If you find your significance in what others say and think, you'll live on social media. If you find your significance in Christ, you'll be a servant. What verses in the Bible can we go to to help us align our understanding of what it is to be significant? Well, it can start in the beginning where it says, In the beginning God... God created, and then he, he created man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into man the breath of life. The reason the dirt became alive was because of the breath of God, not because of the breath of man, not because of the dirt, but because God breathed into him the breath of life. You and I are significant as we are alive because God gives us our breath. And one day, when he takes that breath away, we'll go back to dirt. It's pretty interesting that when I die and my body goes to dirt, it's going to go to the same dirt that the presidents who die and bodies go to dirt go to. Or the poor people who die and go to dirt. See, the dirt is dirt. This physical life one day will disappear. My significance does not come from right now. It doesn't come from this physical life. It doesn't come from the things I have or don't have. It doesn't come from my health or my lack of health. 
It doesn't come from any circumstances. In life, it comes from God. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 said, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. The guarantee of our inheritance. I am a child of God because of what God offered me, not because of what I do. I am significant because of what God has done, not because of what I have done. I accept the fact, the gift of significance from God. I don't create significance by being good enough. I accept the significance that God has given to me. When I heard the word of truth and I responded to it, I became a child of God. And as I became a child of God, as I put my trust in Jesus Christ, I have the Holy Spirit that indwells me. And I was sealed by this Holy Spirit. I am in God's family. And he is the guarantor of my inheritance. You think about that. I'm one who has a co-heir with Jesus Christ. I have an inheritance one day that I don't deserve. In fact, nobody deserves inheritances. But I have an inheritance one day coming from God Almighty himself. He has promised that he's gone to prepare a place for me. And for all those who love him and love his appearing. And I can look forward to the fact that I'm significant to God. Oh, I may not be significant to the person in the store I run into. I may not be significant to the people out on the street. I may not have any power or authority in this world to have anyone do anything I tell them. But I am significant because of my Father. And I can understand that I don't need to do anything to gain this significance. I am significant because of Him. I'm sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, the guarantor of my inheritance. And one day I'll acquire that inheritance. Not because I'm deserving but because I am significant. You see, that's a little different, isn't it, when you think about it that way? It's not that I have to do things in order to be one who is significant. I need to relax and enjoy the fact that I am. Psalm 42 says, He drew me up from the pit of destruction. Out of the miry bog, he set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. Significance, purpose, planning comes from God. I need to spend time with him and enjoy him. I need to be in his word and, and be thinking about the principles that he conveys to me through his spirit. And so do you. We need to enjoy being with God, and then he will allow us to enjoy being with others. But if we don't enjoy being with God, then we're wasting the whole significant idea that he wants us to have. I've really focused in on the significance more than the security, but they're very closely related. You and I want to know that our lives matter, and God says, they do, I made you. And when we get into God's family, it is the Holy Spirit, it is God that's the guarantor, not me. I am secure. The fact that I am God's child today, the fact that he loves me, the fact 
that he's gone to prepare a place for me, the fact that he's working in my life to create in me the individual that I should be. That's all God's doing. I need to enjoy the fact that I'm significant to God. I need to enjoy his love. I need to enjoy the fact that I'm his child and that there's an inheritance waiting for me one day. Deuteronomy 33.12 says of Benjamin, he said, The beloved of the Lord dwells in safety. The high God surrounds him in all day long and dwells between his shoulders. Think of the significance that God pays attention to what you and I are doing here on this earth as I listen to him, as I obey him. He dwells with me and he makes sure that my way is correct. Oh yeah, that can go in some adverse circumstances, there's no doubt about it. But no matter what the circumstances are in this life, get this, no matter what the circumstances are in this life, I am so significant that God Almighty, the creator and sustainer of all life, will go with me through those. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He will go with me through the trials of this life. All of the circumstances of life cannot take away the significance and the security that God has given. There's not one circumstance. And you say, well, we don't know all the circumstances. No, but I do know what Hebrews 13.8 says. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. I'll read it again. Hebrews 13.8 Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What does that mean? Well, that's not hard to understand. There's no variance in what God does. God is one who understands everything. I can know the attributes of God, but I can't understand how they all work because it's not in my power to do that. God's the one, if you remember, with no perspective because he sees everything the way it is. It's interesting that as I listen to God, everything in my life will be the way that it should be. Oh, the circumstances are circumstances. I live in a sinful world. There will always be ramifications of that. But I will never be left alone to go through those circumstances. I will always have God because he loves me. John 3:16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The God who is the same yesterday, today and forever loves me. I'm significant enough, you're significant enough that while I was still a sinner he sent Jesus here to die for my sins to pay for my sins so that I could be in his family and be a co-heir with his son, Jesus. Philippians 1, 6 tells us, and I am sure of this, that he who had begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. The one who began a good work in Dave Wager will bring it to completion. Dave Wager won't bring it to completion. You won't bring it to completion. But the one who started 
the good work, which is God will bring it to completion. Think about that. God Almighty, the creator and sustainer of all life, is at work in your life. How could you feel insignificant? How could anybody today feel insignificant? I just read the latest statistic on suicide in the United States of America in the year 2000 2022 was a record year for suicide in our country. And I'm thinking there were that many people who didn't understand the significance that comes from enjoying God, enjoying the relationship that he wants us to have, enjoying... I know some people have opinions about suicide one way or the other, or mental health, I understand that. But what I'm saying is there's a certain peace that comes from knowing the fact that God Almighty loves you, created you, has a plan for you. And that no matter whether you're in a wheelchair today or you're an Olympic athlete, you're significant because of God. Not because of anything you do, but because of what He's done. And the good work that He has started in you, He'll continue. Psalm 9, 10. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Think of that. God, the creator and sustainer of all life, he has not forsaken you. Those that are his children, he's right there. You call upon his name, he's there. Think of how significant you are to him. Think if any time I called upon the king's name, the king would show up. What do you want, Dave? I'll help you, Dave. I, I can make it happen. Or in our country, the president or whoever. No matter what I'm going through in life, no matter where I am, I can call on the name of my heavenly father. I can put my trust in him. And here's what I know. He has never forsaken those who seek him. Never. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he has never forsaken one who sought him. Now, you might be seeking something else and thinking it's him, but those who genuinely seek God, he's promised you'll find him. And when you find God, you find the significance that you're longing for. You could be listening tonight and be totally feeling insignificant, and once again, that's one of those antinomies in a way. Antinomies are things that are that can't be, but they are anyway. In other words, I, I am insignificant. I didn't create the universe. I can't do anything on my own. I can't even stay alive on my own. In that way, I'm insignificant. Oh, but I am significant. Because God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator and sustainer of life, has given me life. He's the one that has the plans. He knitted me together in my mother's womb. And one day, he'll finish the work he started in me. John 10, 28 and 29 tells me that I have eternal life and I will never perish. That's up to God. See, I'm so significant that once God gives me this gift, even though I might abuse the gift, he's faithful in the gift. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who gave them to me 
is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Indeed, you and I need to be positioned to understand that God Almighty, the creator and sustainer of life, the one who knit you together in your mother's womb, gives you the gift of eternal life and will guard that gift for all of your life and all of eternity. I like the Wiest version when I read sometimes. It's just a little bit more awkward because it kind of uses the original Greek. It's called an expanded translation. Wiest is spelled W-U-E-S-T. The New Testament, an expanded translation. John 10, 25 to 30 in the Wiest translation says, Answered them Jesus, I told you, and you're not believing, the works which I am constantly doing in the name of my Father. These are bearing testimony concerning me. But as for you, you are not believing because you are not of the sheep which are mine. The sheep which are mine are in the habit of listening to my voice. And I know them by experience, and they take the same road that I take with me. And I give to them eternal life. And they shall positively not perish. Never. Let me read that verse again, or that line. And they shall positively not perish. Never. And no one will snatch them by force out of my hand. My Father who gave them to me as a permanent gift is the greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them by force out of the hand of my Father. I and the Father are one in essence. Let me read verses 28 to 30 again in the Weiss translation. Let me read again verses 28 to 30 in the Weiss translation. And I give to them life eternal, and they shall positively not perish, never. And no one will snatch them by force out of my hand. My Father who gave them to me as a permanent gift is greater than all, and no one is able to be snatching them by force out of the hand of my Father. I and the Father are one in essence. It's important to understand that we are secure in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not in our confidence, not in our ability, not in what we understand or don't understand. We are secure as a gift from God. He is the one that guarantees the fact that as his children will be cared for. You and I are significant if we are his children. We're significant if we're not. We just haven't understood that yet. And we need to come to God, accept the payment that he made on our behalf through Jesus Christ so we could be in his family, so he can be our Heavenly Father. Then we're in a position to understand our significance for now and for all of eternity. Without that, we have no hope. We're going to have to find significance in all the details of life and all the circumstances of life. That's not going to work. Let me remind you once again, if you're going to find your significance and your security in power and authority, you're a tyrant. If you're going to find significance in wealth, you're going to use others and be greedy. If you're going to find significance in comfort, you're going to be withdrawn. 
If you find significance in what others say and think, you're going to live on social media. If you find your significance in Christ, you're going to be a servant. God loves you very much. And just saying that should give you a certain amount of significance that carries you through the day, through the tough nights, and through the many circumstances of life that you and I will never control. Every single day in this world, there are things that make us feel insignificant. We need to focus on the one who is significance and gives us our significance in life. Well, I hear our music telling us our time for tonight is over. I hope that you're enjoying God and enjoying the fact that He is your Heavenly Father. If not, I invite you. Go to John 3.16 in the Bible. Read it. Understand that God's love for you was such that He sent His Son to die for you. Accept that gift from God and begin to live in the significance that He wants you to have as a child of His. Once again, I'm Dave Wager here in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. Goodbye for now.